there. She a pain too. We gonna go laugh. We gonna go laugh. <laughs> Even this, I can right. talk about this too. Look, put that Damn, we doing live. Hold it together. Is it? Is it? <laughs> you, you are drinking water out of your breasts. Copper <laughs> girl. Oh, copper. Well, hello, everybody. Uh, we are live. How y'all doing out there? My name is Ciara Wimby, and I am the CEO and founder of Live You Nonprofits, uh, and also the physical wellness coach. What's up? So uh, who we have here today? <laughs> uh, what's up? <laughs> what's up? <laughs> it's, the, it's the copper. Give me y'all the what's up? <laughs> well, it's the copper. <laughs> It is I, the one with the cootie free kisses, Mwah. Cicely, the, me <laughs> the mental wellness coach. <laughs> I'm Michelle, we do not do anything that is illegal before we get on here, I promise. I'm drinking coconut water, so. Okay, so we're going to talk about what we're drinking in a minute, so uh, go ahead. Oh, man. Okay, <laughs> hi. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm Stephanie, the spiritual wellness coach. I got my little hands today, so give me a little extra oomph. So yes, spiritual <laughs> wellness. All righty. So, you know, we haven't talked about what, what we're sipping on in a minute, right? We have not. So let's let's talk about this. So, you know, I started and I have this, this uh, I actually have a whole picture. So hold on, let me go get my little picture. It's a whole mm -hmm. copper pitcher, and this is a little top that goes on top of the pitcher so that I don't have to, like, have an extra glass or anything, and it keeps it covered. And uh, copper is a metal, and it's uh, pretty good for your body. And so having the water in here sitting, like, overnight, and it says things that I've read various things I've read has said that if you you can have like three or four cups a day and it can help you with like fatigue it can help you with your immune system it can help you with digestion um can help you with your hair and things like that so copper water that's what I am drinking today and I actually have some um some crystals inside of here too but y'all know I do like a three-stage water process like I got first I put my water in a container that has um positive words on them and then I transfer that to another container that has crystals inside of it and then this is step three so now so first it was a two-step process I have a three-step process for my water so that's that's how we working over here that's a ministry because, yeah, <laughs> I got some coconut water in my bubble <laughs> to keep it cold, okay? That's it. It's coconut tell water. Them, no, tell them awesome. what you told us what it tastes like, because I was like, wait, what? <laughs> now, it tastes like dirty socks. Um, sweaty little sock, little musty water, you know, with a little sweetness to it. But I needed the electrolytes and the extra hydration that coconut water gives. So I'm gonna be an adult. Let's see, two weeks in a row, I've been adult like with my drink beverages. Oh snap! Oh, um, but oh, yeah. Oh snap! Okay, so I don't, I, know, oh, so I don't know what she got. All these copper. I don't know what Bubba got in there that that keep it cold. But that's it. And I don't know what to do for my body besides be good and cold. That's it. Okay, go for it. <laughs> so today I'm actually drinking wine. 
and water with ice. I'm drinking water and wine today. Stephanie had herself a little workout earlier and uh, a physical wellness day early in the morning. And um, my body said, girl, what you doing? You didn't have a meeting. So because I didn't meet with the other people inside my head first, they were like, um, we don't know what you're doing. Like this was outside of standard. So you should have had a meeting and let us know what you was planning today. Mm-hmm. So we could be prepared for that. And so since I wasn't, so I'm yeah, drinking wine and water. And at my time it's two o'clock. So mm-hmm. I'm all right. It's five o'clock. I mean, even if it wasn't, that'd be all right. It's sure. Saturday and it's it called is. balance because you got to home. I am at home. And one of the things that you do that um, I noticed when you drink, literally, you almost, for every cup of alcohol you consume, you will consume a cup of water right behind it. So I've noticed that about you. So that's always very interesting to me because I've never seen anybody do that. (laughs) That's the experienced drinker. Yes. I have yes. never seen anybody do that. I mean, if like the last time I had any alcohol uh, was in my early 20s before I got sick and there's nobody ever taught me that. I've never seen anybody do that. Not ever an adult do that. It's just straight up, you know, alcohol, alcohol, alcohol. So I'm always every time you do that, it's always very impressive to me because in my mind, I'm thinking, Hey, that's healthy for your your liver. Like you're flushing out the toxins that you're putting in. And then secondly, that if you are out and about that, you're probably not going to be the person that's the drunk and incoherent because you, again, you're flushing out the alcohol in your body. So, yes. My thought was, damn, you're going to have to pee every five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) That too. Um, but I don't like the feeling of being drunk. I hate that feeling. And also more importantly, I don't like for anything to control my mind. That isn't me because it doesn't matter what you do in your space. If you consume something, consume alcohol, that's going to have you move outside of your normal space, especially if you do something illegal, you cannot blame it on something else. You can't say, well, I'm intoxicated today, so I can't get through it. No, you're still responsible for that. You are still legally responsible for that. So I I like to be in my own state of mind. So if I make a bad choice, I know I made the bad choice on my own, 100%. And I'm okay with that because I make a whole bunch of great choices in between. So I guess this one won't hurt. But, you know, that's that's my own logic. But I don't, I don't like the feeling of being drunk. I need to keep my mind together, like my mind in control and me. I have to have me in front. So yeah. I like that. Cool, cool, cool. So today we are talking about your vocational alignment to your purpose. So this is, you know, a part of our monthly series of financial wellness. So, you know, getting your vocational uh, alignment to your purpose. So ladies, you know, purpose, what, what, what first do you would you say is your purpose? Hmm. Um. What would I say is? I mean, it kind of depends on, what, and like, in my purpose in life, my purpose, like, because I feel like, like I'm the type of person that has to have a purpose in order for me to do anything. 
Okay. Right? I have to have a goal in mind. It's the purpose. So I, I'm, I'm very intentional with my movements nowadays. Back in the day, you know, I was like, oh, we're just going to hang. No, who's going to be there? I'm good. Like, I got so many questions now. Um, before I'm like, all right, let's do it. And so um, when we talk about vocation, and let's, you know, the bare root of vocation is how you make your money, right? So I have to be intentional on my money, right? So um, when we talk about purpose and making my money, the first goal, of course, growing out was a man, just make a lot of it fast, right? Now it's just like, you know, it money, not everything for me now. Like it doesn't run me how it runs the world, you know? And mm-hmm. I won't say it runs everybody, but we see how it works. That's why the, we still in the panorama and people are like, yeah, you know what? The money market's crashing, just let everything back free. Whatever, whatever happens, happens. Um, but so now with... Um, my intentions, I use my, my purpose to make money is to make sure that I don't chase money, but money chases me. Mm-hmm. And so that's my purpose when it comes to my vocation is to make sure that I'm not chasing finances, but whether just doing what I actually absolutely love doing that I'm passionate about, whether I get paid or not. Um, that's one of my main goals. So, so what are some of the things that you're passionate about? What's, what's some of that? Girl everything (laughs) um i think i'm at at core i'm a humanitarian okay um and if it's to please the masses i'm really big on women and mothers right because every woman is not a mother you know vice versa and so i'm really big on making sure that women in every area of my life um are securing themselves because it's just like so many things are stacked against them not just saying men don't have their own issues because granted yes they do but i'm a woman so i can speak for you know as a woman what have i what i've experienced and so um my humanitarian side makes sure that women and mothers are as secure as possible if i have anything to do with it they're gonna know they worth and and live up to it um if i don't tell them somebody else you know i'm telling somebody else how to tell somebody else how to tell somebody else so um yeah that's one of my biggest things though it's just humanitarianism within women okay okay and then we'll we'll come back or it'll circle back around and find out if your vocation is in alignment with that or what have you done to make those things happen so stephanie (laughs) stephanie i swear it's just copper water so stephanie what what is your purpose my purpose I've known this for a very long time so my purpose is to help people I'm not happy about that I just want to let y'all know that (laughs) um because there's so much work in helping people um but I do genuinely like to help people and if it's helping them see who they are um holistically or getting them to the next step in their life, wherever they, whatever it is they want to go, even if it's in the workspace. If I can help you in the workspace, help you get your resume together, help you with doing a mock interview, and I, I'll help in that area. Um, and if it's in like your personal space, if you need me to, you know, help you with discussing whatever it is that you're going through in your in your space and be an ear for you now i'm not the type of i'm not a yes man i that that's something i i can't do i can't even force myself to try to do that but 
I will tell you, if you ask, because that's important, you must ask me, because I'm not going to give you unsolicited advice, unless, of course, I say, do you mind? But for the most part, you have to ask me for advice, because I'm not going to just offer it to you, because I try to put myself in other people's shoes, because if you're going to give me some unsolicited advice, and I didn't ask you for it, and you don't even know what you're talking about, we may have a little bit of a problem. So, um, my purpose is to help people to see their true potential. And I've always known that forever. Um, that's another part of being an empath as well. I, I can feel all of your stuff. And I don't like it because I be wanting to feel my own stuff. I got a billion emotions I got to go through myself. You mean to tell me I got to feel your stuff too and talk to you about it? Is that what you're saying? So that right there... <laughs> That's a lot, but I do get a sense of fulfillment when I do help a woman, when I do help a, a, a young girl um, getting to the next phase in their life, especially if they're younger and they're going through life, been there, done that. Let's get you through it. It's, you're not the end all, be all. It's not the end of the world. I promise you, you're going to wake up tomorrow and you still got to go to work. I promise. So um, that's my purpose. <laughs> Um, is to help people. That's my purpose. Okay. So for me, uh, it took me a long time to get to what my purpose was. Um, I used to be very jealous of people when I was in grammar school, when they would be like, oh yeah, I want to be a doctor when I grow up. I want to be a fireman when I grow up. And not to even say that these people actually became these things, right? But I did not have an example that I saw of anything that I wanted to be when I grew up. So I really had no idea what my interest was or what my passion was or my purpose. Um, the only thing that I actually knew that I enjoyed was math. And my mother uh, was very focused on uh making sure that I always got to do something that had to do with math so I kind of just watched how she operated or worked with me in terms of um how I finally discovered what my passion or my purpose was and it really was just seeing the things that I naturally did or I naturally uh found myself um drawn to is how I started finding out what my purpose is. So naturally, um, for most people, they know that I'm a talker. And I was like, well, can I get a job being at the phone company? Because I could just talk on the damn phone. All <laughs> but I found out that that's not actually what operators do back in the day. <laughs> they didn't just talk on the phone to people. And so again, there's there was no specific job that said, oh, this is what you can do if you just love talking. <laughs> there, there was nothing for that. And so later on in life, I realized that it wasn't just talking that I enjoyed. I also enjoyed writing because that became something of a skill set that came out of the clear blue sky. And so I'm like, okay, so that's all a part of communication. So I realized that I was a communicator and I enjoyed listening to people. That was part of communication. So I like listening to people. I like writing. I like talking. 
So I'm like, okay, I'm a communicator. That's, that's what I am. That's who I am. And it allows me to operate in various spaces. Then again, I also found out that um, I had a capacity to be able to um, heal myself in certain journeys that I've, I've, I've been a part of. And so I like to tell people what's going on. And so because I want to talk. So I want to educate people. I want to write things. And so I'm like, okay, well, all of this still falls under communication because I can write courses. I can write books. I can coach. I can mentor. So I'm like, oh my God, look at all these different things I can do just by running my mouth, <laughs> listening, mm -hmm. and being able to write. So that's kind of how I found what my purpose is in life. And it took some time because it didn't all roll out at one time. And again, never does. At the time <laughs> I was in school, those were not, that was nothing that said, this is what you can go do with one in the top. The only thing I could have thought about at that time was probably being a news anchor, or like I said, I thought, you know, being on, uh, being an operator would have been able to do it, but no. So that's, that's how I found my purpose, piece by piece by piece. I told y'all everything, it, it took a while for, for my life to unfold and develop, which as an Aries was not exciting and fun. Like, I'm like, can we get to it? What the f is this? Like, what we doing? <laughs> So, you know, now that we kind of have a way of identifying or coming up or if we if we know what our purpose is, how can we then um, know how to find a job that's going to then align with it? So, Cicely, what what jobs have you had and what is it that you are aligning yourself to now? Um, so the difference I want to just touch on this is to say, so we know, like I said, vocation is how you make your money, but your occupation is how you spend your time. Right. Yes. Uh, that is very clear. Yes. Thank you. Yes. 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 And so, um, the job you've seen all the jobs. I'm like, Why is she asking me this? <laughs> I've seen them, but you know, and we may have touched them. <laughs> A time or two, but you know, we don't then, want have to go back and look at all the dang on yeah. videos to find out. Way back when. No. No. Um, so it's funny that you mentioned that because I remember going to college um, thinking, I don't know what I want to do with my life. I know math is definitely not my thing. Um, I could write. I'm very creative. But I am a talker, as we know. <laughs> um, and uh, so I ended up going to school for radio, TV, and film production. So communications. And I had no idea what I wanted to do with that. I just knew if I had, my mama said I had to go to school, I might as well do something enjoyable while I'm there, have fun. So, and I had a lot of fun. No lie, but coming out of undergrad, that was like, now what? <laughs> Y'all said graduate. Now all these people <laughs> and money supposed to come my way. Where is it? Right, yeah, it right. Like bamboozlement, right? But I had a certain skill set um, that I actually enjoyed doing. But I end up, um, not, not even me, <laughs> my grandmother had a lady at her church who was looking for somebody to fill this position. She's like, I just need him to be a college graduate. So my grandma like, well, that's you. Put you, she put me in the front. I'm like, okay, now what is it she's doing? 
So I ended up getting a job as a case manager. Um, I was like, what, what does that mean? It sounds to me like I'm just pushing papers. That's really what it sounds like. But <laughs> in the end, it ended up being helping. And it wasn't just women, but it was helping uh, people. At that time, I had came out of college. Ooh, I'm about to date myself. But whatever, forget y'all. Um, but this is when- uh, Well, I came um, out of college before you did, so. This is true. <laughs> this is when the recession had hit, though. Like we, were coming, like, we were coming out of the- We were in it, but we were trying to come out of the recession. So a lot of the people who were misplaced uh, from work that were coming back and trying to get back into the work field, we were focused on helping them. So I got met with a lot of older people really angry at me because I'm trying to help them find another job, right? How you going to tell me how to find a job? I don't know, but we're going to figure this out Look, together. Because I got one and you don't. Let's start with that. I didn't want, I wasn't, I was very humble, right? <laughs> it was very, very, it was a humbling experience, but it taught me more about my skills of communication because it's not what you say, but how you say it. Yes. And so in this space, I, First of all, stop muting me. Uh, Sorry, I was trying to mute. <laughs> Look, uh, hater. So she want to out talk me. That's what it is, y'all. No. <laughs> she jealous because she ain't getting up. <laughs> no, but, but you know, so in that space, I really learned how to uh, how to communicate better with on different levels. Um, so that was my first uh, peak at let's like humanitarian, but actually making money with it so I'm helping people I'm learning more about the workspace and writing resumes and things so um, as I'm helping them I'm helping myself like let me build my resume up because I'm building theirs up and so um, from there I moved on to more career counseling and uh, just counseling positions where I just was in charge of helping people in every walk of their lives and I realized like I'm a legit counselor like people put their lives in my hands and expect me to figure it out. And I'm like, do y'all know I'm trying to figure my own stuff out? But okay, forget it. Let's do it. You trust me, we're going to rock this thing out. And I was very successful at it um, to the point where I just was kept on getting different positions, making more money in it. And then I went and switched that sector to the healthcare sector. And um, I made a lot of money with communicating with people on their level and helping. And at this point, I was really helping women and children. And so I'm like, I like this. Um, but then of course life happened and I get thrust into another position and um, I get into another position. Well, now I'm a career counselor, a college career counselor. And I'm like, really y'all just going to keep on making me be a counselor, right? That's really what y'all want to do. So now I'm thriving in that field. And I remember calling Sierra like, listen, I think I'm going to school for my doctorate. It's a five-year program. And she like, what? Five years? And I'm like, yeah. And she said one thing to me that stuck, that still sticks with me today. Well, no matter what you're doing, five years going to pass anyway. So you might as well get to it. <laughs> and I was like. How Aries like of you. Go on. That's, that's Jametta Johnson. So that's Jametta Johnson in me. That's my mama. She's like, well, you're going to have them years anyway. So you're going to need to figure out what you're going to do with them. So oh. Yeah. Might as well make them break. So I'm on the phone, heart palpitating because I'm late to the program. But somebody, you know, leading up to these things, other people were agreeing, like, do it, do it, do it. So I'm calling her, scrambling, getting all the paperwork in. And I think the next week I started. I was in school. 
And so um, if you don't know by now, I'm in school, um, getting my doctorate in clinical psychology. And this is year four of those five years. Um, And in this four year span, I have touched more lives than I have ever imagined. Um, What I actually realized is that not only is my goal and my purpose in life to be a humanitarian, but to help create structure um, in that space. And I, my vocation definitely matches my occupation, which means what? I get paid to do what I love to do. Um, and we both, we all know it's more to come with that because once that doctor is in front of my name, we know it, it's lit. Look, what Cardi say, it's up and it's stuck. Yeah. So um, yes, life is definitely um, intentional at this point with my purpose and my occupation. So yes, my vocation does align with my passion and my purpose. I love it. I love it. I love it. Congratulations. Yes. (laughs) Stephanie. So as I've said before, um, when it comes to employment, I've always looked at the money. (laughs) I've always chased the money because whatever the title of the of the position is that's fine i can do it what what is the compensation so i've always looked at the compensation and so it actually came to a point um where the compensation didn't matter i just didn't like the job and i remember being a um a coach at one point in time for for another employer but there was no structure there was no, um, there was no agenda. There was no end goal. Everyone was just here meandering their way through the process. And so in the process of chasing money, I realized that I need to like what it is that I'm doing. <laughs> so if I don't like what it is that I'm doing, then the money really doesn't matter. Yes, the money takes care of the bills. Yes, the money pays for whatever it is that you want to do. But if you don't like the job and if you don't like the occupation, then the money really doesn't mean anything. And I realized that in my uh, career, um, chasing money. So it's always been money for me, money, money, money. You talk to me, you say something to me and you have some dollar signs in there then you got my attention. Other than that, you just talking and I'm not even listening. But the minute you say, but it's still, but you get a thousand dollars a week. I'm sorry, what? What was that? <laughs> You're like, I'll show up. There I go. What'd you say? <laughs> what okay, I let, do? Me write it in, let me write it down. Okay, what? And I need to be at what time? Okay, cool. Got it. No problem. Do I get the cash up front? Do I get half now, half later? Like, how does that work? So. <laughs> half later. A quarter to I know what it was. Long as I got the money secure then um, I could do everything else. But in the process of getting the money, um, I had a position that I didn't like and I was actual an actual coach. And I did say that I like, like to help people. And in all the positions focusing on money, I've helped people in the process and just didn't realize that I was actually that good at that, um, at helping people. I remember working for retail, working in the retail department and I raised like $60,000 in three months in donations alone, not even, and it was just for a seasonal thing. And it was just donations. It was just me by myself, nobody else helped. Two people um, together doing the same thing that I'm doing, they raised less than half of what I raised in a couple of weeks by myself. So 
sales and marketing also became something that I was pretty good at because I'm not much of a talker, but if you talk to me about some money, I can talk your ear off. <laughs> I ain't talking, but if we talking money, I'm, I'm a talk. talk. I'm speaking the same language. If you talk about some money, we talking the same language. That's not a problem. I think Jay-Z said it best. I could sell water to a well. That's not even an exaggeration. That's just being nice. So I, I, I could talk to you about some money all day long. Not a problem, but I didn't like sales and marketing. So I decided to go to school and get a degree in sales and marketing because I was fearful of it because I didn't understand a lot of it. I just knew I was really good at selling things. I knew I was really good at getting money. So why not combine the two along with what I like to do, a passion, which is to help people and help women, period, and see where that takes me. I just, I stepped out on faith, like all the way out on faith. Like it wasn't a boat. I didn't have a life vest. I was just out there with a raft that was handmade by somebody who got stranded on the island before me and a stick. And I was out there <laughs> on the island. And I'm like, I'm, I don't know where I'm going. I'm just going to let things happen as they happen and control myself in the process. And that's the key. You must control yourself in the process of behavior means how you say things to people that means how you act I mean all of that plays a big factor into where it is you want to go in your career life and I personally know firsthand that how you say stuff to people it actually affects them and people have a lot of feelings and when you are chasing money, you don't think about people's feelings. Because I know I didn't. I didn't think. I was like, are you sad? Let's go get you some money, girl. You're going to feel better. Don't yeah, right. We hear that one from you all the time. Hold on. Let's just get you some money. Yes. You want a puppy? Oh, your baby died. Here's a puppy. Don't even worry about it. So <laughs> when you're chasing money, you're not really paying attention to everybody else's feelings. And people are very, they have, they're very in touch with their feelings in, in the workplace. Where, where for me, I was not. I was not in touch with my feelings. I was more of results-oriented, detail-oriented. Let's get the money. Let's get it by this deadline. Actually, let's get it before the deadline because if you're on time, you're late. And if you're early, you're on time. I'm sure y'all probably heard that saying, right? Mm -hmm. So um, being focused so much on the money, it like I said, it shifted because I had a position where I actually didn't like it. I didn't like the structure. I didn't like the people. I didn't like the job description because the job description was completely different from what it is that I was actually doing. And so it planted like a bad taste in my mouth. So I was like, I don't even care about the money. I don't even want to deal with the money. And then I became, I came to another position where I tried to hold on to the position and it really wasn't for me because I was holding on to the money and the money wasn't for me either. So I ended up having to leave and that entire department um, dismantle on top of that. So it didn't matter what I did, if I wanted to stay or not, the entire department was becoming dismantled. So I focused in on school and trying to figure out which avenues I could generate the most cash, including what it is that I like to do. And it's through school, as I've said before, being in school, I'm a professional student. I've learned to help other students go wherever it is that they want to go in their next journey and their next life. And I found some things that I like, like law. I love law and because of the com complexities of it. I like problems. So I like to solve the problem. So right now at this particular time, 
I'm really focused on what it is that I like to do and following what, you know, Cicely and what Ciara is saying is you know, aligning your passions with what it is that you want to do in terms of occupation and the money is going to chase you. So I've had various experiences of where I've worked overseas and wasn't even expecting that. I worked in two different countries and I'm working overseas and, and it's all virtual, but it's still work. So I'm working overseas in two different countries and I'm still doing work for law. I'm working in a different state. I live in a different state. So I'm doing things in my personal life that's not necessarily work time. I'm doing things in my other time to help move myself in a position to where I want it and I like it both personally and financially. And so right now I'm in the process of having the money chase me because that's exactly what's happening. Money is literally chasing me and I didn't even know it. Right, all of that. I didn't even know it. Money is literally chasing me and I I couldn't be more happy. I mean, I, I just couldn't be more happy. So that's my whole thing. Don't chase the money. Look at the position first, read it, because reading is fundamental, children. Read it. <laughs> read it first. And if you don't like it, then move. It don't matter what the dollar sign says. Move. Absolutely. I like all of that. So for me, um, is I've had a lot of uh, vocations. I've had a lot of jobs. Um, I'm probably the most senior working person on our call here. Um, so I've had a lot of jobs. And uh, my first professional work was actually in accounting. And I've you know, shared that a million times over. That was my route because my interest was math. And so my mother was like, okay, so you either going to do uh, accounting or you're going to do electrical engineering. True. And I wasn't a science person. So I was like, uh, uh, accounting, we're going to go that route. So um, I was an accountant, but it wasn't something that I actually enjoyed doing on a regular basis. I didn't enjoy the work. Um, but I enjoyed the knowledge that came from it because I still use that knowledge. So it was information that I needed to learn but it wasn't something I wanted to do every day because again, and when we talk about passion and purpose, that really doesn't go around with being a communicator. Accounting isn't necessarily talkative. And I would find myself getting my work done and then I'm going up and down the aisle, going to go talk to people because I feel like it's playtime now. And I'm like, I'm bored out of my damn mind. I need some activities. I need somebody to play with. I need something happening. Um, one of the things that really pushed me out of accounting was when um uh, New Orleans and the uh, flood and things took place. Mm -hmm. And I was working in an insurance in insurance at that time. And just all the people who were putting in claims and they were, you know, upset because they were not getting their money from those claims. Um, and this was, you know, a natural disaster that took place. And I kind of put a bad taste in my own mouth for the, the companies that I was representing. And I didn't feel good about being a representative in that industry. Uh, 
after that, on top of all of my other feelings about not wanting to be there. And so an opportunity opened up. I left. I got a payout. And I started, uh, somebody, you know, introduced career coaching to me. And I, it was something, one of those, I'll oh, do this for three months to help out because uh, somebody's going on a, a maternity leave. So that's kind of like a theme for me, right? People go out on three months and then I go and fill in. So I did that and I actually really liked it. And then um, another position opened up and then I actively sought jobs where I could become a full-time um, person in career development. And it was something that I had a skill set for because I had already helped my friends for free, as I've talked about before, doing their resumes. And so I was just like, I'm good at this. So let's okay, let's go ahead. And then I was getting paid for it too. Ha <laughs> win-win, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then as life progressed, I started seeing that, oh my God, I really actually like helping people. And then I started looking back in my entire portfolio of my life, beginning from about six years old and how I was, I would listen to people and their problems. And at that point, I wasn't necessarily giving out advice at six, you know, except for, you know, maybe you need to go tell your mama because that's, you know, that's what I would have done. Right. 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 I don't tell I your mama, I'm gonna go tell my mama. Right, because you guys, somebody, an adult needs to know that information. <laughs> but I I saw that people, so it wasn't necessarily just about what I liked, it was about what was attractive, attracted to me. People like telling me their stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I might be good at this. Uh helping people and coaching them and guiding them. And, and people want my want my knowledge and my information so hell let me let me do that and so I started finding myself um looking for jobs that aligned me to that and then I also learned that I really like uh building things and designing things so I I like to create databases and I like to build web websites and things like that so um, I started having those opportunities at work. And so then I started getting jobs where I just tell people like this. I literally almost feel like I make shit up every day. Like, so. And you do though. Not <laughs> you feel like you do. Really, really. <laughs> like, really. at this, so it's like, well, Ciara, what is your passion? Making shit up. I mean, because. I am such a creator and I get to create my work every day um, in my personal space and what I do for a living. So it's almost kind of like in a little bit what I do for a living, uh, what my, where my money source is from at this moment in time, um, it's almost mirroring kind of what I do here. Mm-hmm except for there's one that I get a lot of money from and there's one that I don't get as much money from at this moment in time. But I do the same type of stuff. I get to be a leader. I get to be autonomous. I get to be creative. Um, I get to use my analytical skills. I get to use my creative skills. 
And so with those things, it makes me really enjoy um, what I get to do. And of course, some days I'm tired. I don't feel like doing it because um, as I was expressing to you all this morning, right now, like I'm like, I'm, I'm fatigued. My, my mental creativity, thinking, leadership abilities, I'm just like, I don't want to do nothing. But there's times when that's going to happen. Even when you are in alignment, your vocation is in alignment with your purpose. And so that was something, and I bring that up specifically because there was a time when I thought that if you found anything that you didn't like, or, you know, you got tired or you didn't feel like doing whatever your job was, your vocation was that, well, maybe it wasn't in alignment with your purpose. And I was like, well, maybe I'm not in alignment with my purpose anymore. And I was just like, well, no, but every day you can't be 100. No, that's realistic. No, every day is not going to be a day that, you know, you're like, Oh my God, thank you so much. Well, first off, no, let me take that back. Every day you should be thankful. That's yes. just, let me let me start with that. Hold on. You should be thankful. But every day you're not going to enjoy every aspect of the purpose and the alignment. And the so the process of it. And so I I want to I want to make sure that I'm stating that so people don't d- get discouraged because. Mm-hmm. Being in alignment doesn't always mean that the journey is easy. So if speak no. on that. It is not. <laughs> you gotta miss those days where it's unicorns and rainbows. It may not do that today. It may it may do it tomorrow, may do it next week, but you definitely gotta miss it. So yeah. It can also be months of, <laughs> of rain, of I'll gray skies. Let's I'll be say real. It. Like, say it. It's the busy work, right? Because when Absolutely. you understand what's on the other side of the purpose, you know, of what you're doing, right? Because we're intentional. We, we have goals to keep us pushing. And so when you understand what it is you're working towards, it makes the, it doesn't make the busy work easier, but it makes it more tolerable, right? And understandable. Um, right. So it gives you that, that patience, like, okay, just if I mean, get through this because I know what's on the other side of that. But right. you have to have that goal in mind to keep you pushing because if you don't understand what you're working towards and it gets to that rough patch, you're gonna be like, next, I'm out. <laughs> like, it's easy to quit when you don't know what you're working towards. In my past, when I would quit real quick, real <laughs> quick in my past, because it wasn't in alignment with my purpose. So I was just like, I'm not doing this no more. I'm done. Like I can remember I was um, studying for the CPA. And so you have these classes, you know, you go to whatever. And at the time I was dating somebody and um, they was like, you want to go on a date? Yeah. Because I want to go to class, you know, and at first they was walking me to my class, right? They go meet me because my, my job was downtown Chicago. My class was downtown Chicago. So he'd meet me at my job just so he can get a couple seconds in because I was like, man, dude, I'm busy. Like I work full time. I'm, you know, doing the mm-hmm. CPA. Like I'm like, my time is like zero. Limited. So he'd meet me after work at my job when he got off and then he walked me to my class, you know, straight up like high school, you know, he was walking Ooh. me to my class. It's cute, right? We're not going go that far because you know it's not that deep it's not that deep. When they, it ain't that cute but so he walked me to my class and you know just one day he was just like man you want to go to dinner or whatever 
now, right the second, you know what? Right. I can miss this class. So, you know, let's go eat, you know? So then, then it became, you know, why am I even going to class? I don't even want to do this because I mm -hmm. was not in alignment. And mind you, let me tell y'all, let me tell y'all about my money. A thousand dollars gone. And I was like, I don't even care. So, you know, Stephanie, like, you know, she chased the money. I was like, it's just a thousand dollars next. <laughs> like, that, it's just a thousand dollars. I don't even care. And it took me a while in my life to actually value the money I was putting into. So the first time I actually valued the money I committed to a class was when I became uh, a, a certified yoga instructor. That class was $3,500. Mm. And it was, it was, it was, oh my God. It was a 12, 12 week class, three months. And I had to go to the class um, like nine to five Saturday, nine to five Sunday. Then I also had to go Friday from what up five to nine o'clock at night. Then two times during the week, I had to go, to, um, I had to go take yoga classes, um, with, with our instructors that we had. So I got to look at their schedule and see when it fit, fit with mine. And I had a full-time job and my biggest fear on top of this was after I had already been sick. And so I was like, oh my God. And I wasn't taking medication and stuff anymore. And so I was like, oh my God, I don't know if I can handle all of this. This might be too much for my system. I might break down, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. I'm afraid that I might not uh, stick with the commitment because I already knew that I had commitment issues. And so I was like, oh my God, I'm not going to be able to finish this $3,500. Remember that time when it was $1,000? You was like, Phew. so you know, you don't really care about money like that because also it didn't come out of my pocket. So, you know, I was, oh, yes. thank God my daddy's still not living. Hallelujah. Because he'd probably jump on his car. <laughs> yeah, then I remember when. So, but thank God he not. So, and it wasn't, you know, my money, it was his money. So, but I had this passion and this purpose that I needed to complete this. And it was from a space of seeing myself not complete things in my past. I don't even know how I got my undergrad degree, except for the fact that my mama was like, you better get one. Like, you know, you said your mother was like, you better get one. Mm -hmm. um, but committing to that had to come from something way more than just the fact that Oh, you know, it's cool. I, I think I might like it. No, it was something I'm very passionate about. It's something I'm still very passionate about. I am a yogi through and through. And yoga is one of the tools that I use in my healing process. So I knew that I needed to get this certification. And it was also like, well, if you miss so many days, I think you had two or three days you can miss. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm already here like seven days a week, it felt like. And if I miss a day, if you miss like two days, you were going to have to start and take some more classes the next time they offered it. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, I'm like, I don't know when they're going to offer this class again. So I need to come every single day. So to complete it was amazing. Big accomplishment. It was something Absolutely. that you said that, I'm sorry, Stephanie, um, but it was something you said that when we talked about the distraction, you want to go eat, right? 
that's the easiest way to get somebody out. Food is the easiest way to get somebody out. I'm there. What it really is. It gone. really is. You say tell so, us some food. We we friends again. As a matter of fact, okay. I can't wait to the next uh, 13 minutes because I'm going to go get me something to eat. I, <laughs> really? We're not gonna talk about this cake that I I perfected because I made it again. But yeah, so we talk good. about that later. But <laughs> um, the distractions, right? So even in the midst of doing what you want to do, right? Your purpose, well, even when you're driven, distractions are always going to come and they come in the form of things that they know will help distract you, right? So a distraction for Sierra might be like you said, go, let's go get food. It was a, a guy and it was food. It was food, right? A distraction <laughs> for Stephanie, like, hey, but it's money involved. Wait, money, right? So <laughs> right. she goes. Right. So the thing is, distractions are almost like small tests in the midst of your journey, especially when you get to the hard part of the journey Ooh. that you don't want to be involved. Like, I just want this part to be over with. Anything that's sent to distract you, hey, let's kick it, let's whatever. It's it's a it, those are small tests to see if you're really serious about what you say you're serious about. Yeah, and that's something that I've learned on this journey because I'm at the portion of the journey where the work is getting tedious and hard, and I'm over it. And every time a distraction comes, I'm like, "Yeah, I like that." <laughs> <laughs> and then now here I am at the deadlines, like, "Oh my god, why did I do this to myself?" So <laughs> me just to be aware of it um, is one thing, and I'm aware of it, but I'm like, "Yeah, I'm aware, but I, don't, I got this right." But how much of I got this would, would cause my stress levels to shoot up and now it's causing in, some other issues in, in my body because I keep stressing myself out for things that I don't, you know, necessarily need, but I won't, right? So right. just to be aware in the process, even when you are aligned with your purpose, there's still going to be distractions. There's still going to be hard parts. Like it don't, it's not easy because, you know, I guess it is, it becomes easy because now, yes, I, I actually have a goal. I know what I'm working towards. That's the easiest part of it, right? Because I know what I'm doing or at least working towards, but the actual process and the work ain't nothing easy about it. And I don't yeah. want people to think that just because you know what your purpose is on this earth or wherever, or where you're going to, that it's going to be easy just because you know, it actually makes you harder. harder. Yes, it's harder. <laughs> Because I, I liked it a lot better when I was in grammar school and I was <laughs> mad because other people knew that what they wanted to do and I did. Man. I liked it a lot better because I was just really around. Bliss. Right? Because there's bliss and ignorance. I don't I don't want to know. Let me stay in my ignorance, right? And so, um, once you get to know these things, it is a drive putting you. You get this like this fire in you, like it's this urgency. And if you think like Sierra, you then once you know you feel like you're supposed to be doing tomorrow. That. Today, right? today, and today, tomorrow, it's crazy not to have it today. It's like, no, it's patient. You're going to get them. I'm like, oh God, how long I got to be patient for this? <laughs> you know, it's, it's something that you said, Cecily, about the work. And I've said this to many people before. There's no shortcut to success. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter how you do it. You cannot cut corners thinking that you're going to get to where, wherever it is that you want to go in your life, because that's not how it works. And I know that we've all discussed about being, you know, a humanitarian or helping people or things that we like, who's ever watching this video and you don't like helping people, one, I feel your pain. Two, I understand you don't have to. You have to find out what it is that you like to do and what works for you. Maybe helping everybody ain't it. But if you do like solving complex problems, you do like building platforms. Like I love building platforms inside of Salesforce because I just know how to do it. And I figured that part out. But if you are tech 
person. And I know tech people only speak tech languages. No offense. I got a sister who's a tech person and that's what she speaks. That's how I know. So if you speak tech language, then maybe people ain't for you and that's fine. But you still have to find something that's in alignment with who you are and what it is that you like to do to make the occupation that you have more satisfying and you get value out of it. Because even though we all have discussed how we like to help people, the one thing that uh, we do is we help ourselves first. Oh, and help absolutely. Helps us too. So we doing what we love to do. We doing what we like to do. We like to help you. But if you don't help yourselves, we're not going to put ourselves out there either. So you, right. So you got to help yourself first before anybody. And that's not even just us. It could be anybody in your family, anybody in your close circle, your friends, your coworkers, whomever. If you are not helping yourself, you're not going to get any help. You're just not, it, that's just not how it works. Because as you move up that corporate ladder, there's going to be people who's going to watch you and see what it is that you're doing. They want to see that you are actually willing to put the time, the effort, and the work it takes for you even to when get it's not to fun. the next level you want to get to. Right. Even That's when, what most time at. when it's not fun. And it's never, it's not, it's not. You don't have a lot of, it's not. You're going to have a lot of those days where you're drinking wine, where you don't want to talk to nobody. You're just having a moment. You want to go in the bathroom and scream and cry. And the world is coming down. It's burning. And did nobody tell you? But you're like, it's fine because it don't affect where I live. I get it because I've been there. I get it. Um, so just definitely always got some crazy antidote. We love it. Though. But the craziest thing is the world is on fire and burning, and we are saying it ain't affecting right. where I live. Right. <laughs> right. It's happening right now. Like, and and we and, and clearly we're still like, and so this is what we do, and you know, we like doing it and we like the rewards that we get because I always think about it, it has to be uh an energy exchange. Mm-hmm. Um with anything that you do, it doesn't necessarily have to be monetary, but whatever it is that you're doing, you have to be getting something from it as long as well as whatever you're giving. But if you're not getting anything from it, then why the hell are you giving to it? Question. Major facts. And so many people are doing that. Um, And unfortunately, I pray for you that you find something that is worth the energy and it is exchange of equal exchange of energy exactly. that replenishes you as well as you're getting, you're giving what you're putting in um, even more, actually you're getting back even more what you're putting in. Uh, that right. is my prayer for right. you all. Right. Um, and that's why intention is important. You absolutely. have to be intentional about what it is that you're doing. You cannot expect to do something do something for somebody expecting that they're going to do something for you in return. If that is what you're going into the process with, you've already lost. Yeah. Because no. you cannot expect for somebody to do something for you because you've done something for them. Either you do it out of the kindness of your heart or because you want to, to, or you don't. Just make your intentions clear. Right? <laughs> and that's, that's I think that's a hard thing. It's, it sounds so easy, but it's so hard for so many people. Um, because they go into a lot of things just thinking everybody, especially when you have a pure heart, you go into so many situations thinking people are just as pure as you. And it's not the truth all the time. Um, so be intentional with your time, your energy. Um, I know we have six minutes going. So we gonna, I know I'm going to nip my part in the bud because it is what it is. And listen, y'all, this good new hair. It's working <laughs> me, baby. It is working me. So, I like it. I like it, though. Listen, I like it. Blinked a million times, it's all in my eye. Listen, it's doing too much. So I'm trying to get my life together, hold it together for y'all, but it's working me, okay? So um, 
I want I want to pause here and you know just to quickly recap is basically understanding that there's a difference between vocation and occupation. Vocation is how you make your money. Occupation is how you spend your time. The goal is align your occupation with your vocation. You want to spend their time aligning it with how you make your money. If wealth, financial wealth is the goal. Um, those are, that's very important when you understand it. Cause if you don't, if some people don't always aspire to be wealthy, let's just be clear. Some people don't want, that's a lot of work for a lot of people and that's not their aspiration. So, um, but if, of wealth, financial wealth is your aspiration. It is my hopes and prayers that you align your occupation with your vocation and make it work for you. I love that. Anything else? No, I think that closed that out really beautifully. Yeah. Very well. Oh. Oh. <laughs> um, so, but how you reach us, you know, because we are live you. We have right, live right. or we have all of our social media. We got Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube, Spotify. Spotify. Um, you can also do a 30 minute, uh, sorry, 15 minute consultation. If y'all, if y'all getting 30, y'all getting Stephanie because it's not 30, it's 15. <laughs> 15, yes, 15 minute consultation. Um, sponsor a boo, that's our yes. thing, right? Sponsor mm -hmm. a boo. Um, so if there's also Heck, invest topics, in yourself, sponsor a boo and invest in yourself. We're gonna throw hell, that up. You are a boo. <laughs> you, right. I'm a boo. Right. I'm a sponsor myself and then right. I want somebody else to sponsor me too so okay right so also if there's like something that you guys want us to discuss or talk about let us know slide in the dms comment yes. on this video on facebook or any of our other social media sites and ask you know say hey I want you guys to talk about this I didn't get any understanding about it or can you guys revisit this I missed it whatever let us know what it is that you guys want us to talk about absolutely um also subscribe to our emailing list and our monthly self-care subscription um you just sometimes you just may, may need help with just wanting to shake up your self-care practices and you can't think of no new ideas um if, even if you just want a deeper understanding of what self-care looks like because i know a lot of times People get mad when self-care don't look like going to get my nails and hair done, a little spa treatment. Guess what? Self-care is really cleaning up. <laughs> self-care can be, stop talking to Reading the book. Right, reading. It's in so, silence. Yes, that's a big one. I love some silent self-care. Right. Um, right. So um, just if you just need ideas or if you just feel stuck in those areas, subscribe. You get new, fresh ideas. Even it also may rejuvenate some ideas that you already do. Add a little spunk to the things that you may already be doing. So yes, definitely um, subscribe there. Also subscribe for our emailing list because y'all nosy and y'all won't keep up with real ones. Um, so definitely sign up for that. And uh, of course, I'm coming with the cootie free kisses. Give you love. And what else y'all got for me? Uh, next week, we're talking about managing your money. Ooh. Ching, ching. I heard some feelings with that one. Ching, ching. It's okay. Well, it's not personal, but it's personal. <laughs> Listen, because mind your business, okay? <laughs> right. <laughs> what do you say? Don't judge me. What? Judge your mama. <laughs> because, listen. Yes. But we're gonna, we gonna teach y'all how to manage your money while we managing ours, okay? Right. So right. But All until right. next time, y'all we got a counting degree. Woo woo. Not my right. strong suit, but whatever. <laughs>
Tauruses manage money well. Mind your business. <laughs> 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 <laughs>